I want you to go to your Bible as fast as you can. Hallelujah. John chapter number 10, verse 27 to 28. John chapter number 10, 27 to 28. John 10, 27 to 28. As fast as you can. John 10, 27 to 28. When you get it, say amen and I will read. Amen. Only this side is saying amen. amen. Are you sure you are there? Amen. For those who are looking for the book of John, it's in the Old Testament. <laughs> if you find it there, you need deliverance. And so does your Bible. John chapter number 10, verse 27 to 28. Are you ready? Yes. Let's read it together. One, two, three. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Let's read 27 together. One, two, three. I want you to read it again. One, two, three. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, the Lord Jesus is saying, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Now, you have to understand there is a big difference between comprehending and understanding a voice and hearing a voice. Hearing a voice is simply hearing a sound. Hearing what? A sound. The Lord Jesus said to the Pharisees, he says, why is it you cannot understand my speech? And why is it that you cannot comprehend my words? That is because my father is not your father. And you are children of your father, the devil. For if you knew my father, you will be glad when I'm speaking to you because you will understand what I am saying. Are you there? Yeah. Let me explain it. When I speak with somebody from my country, like when an example, when I call the prophet and we start speaking pigeon, we get into a dimension that is another. We can express ourselves with ways that we cannot in English. Not saying that we cannot express ourselves in English. But there is a way we can express ourselves that is beyond, there is emotion feeling, there is words beyond words. So when God speaks to somebody, he speaks to them a sound, a voice. But if you cannot perceive that voice, you will not receive the sound or the words within the voice. He's saying, my sheep, every single person born again can hear him. But not everybody can understand him. 
Just because not everybody can understand him does not mean that he is not speaking and they cannot hear him. Am I confusing you? Just because everybody can hear him does not mean everybody can understand him. So every believer can hear God. If you ever pray this prayer, God, I pray that I hear you clearly. Stop. It's a waste of prayer. Because God is always clear. The Lord is always clear. A father does not speak to his children so that he confuses them. I'm talking to myself. Is there any uh, uh, woman here, not Mike, not Mike's wife, but any woman here that is pregnant? Pregnant. A lady that is pregnant here. Anybody? Huh? She's pregnant. Is it a girl? Do you guys know? Let me not speak quickly. It's a boy, then it's not her. There's a woman that I saw that is carrying a girl. And this girl was positioned the wrong way. And God told me that I need to pray so that the baby can, can position themselves the right way. I don't know who that is. I don't know if they're here, but it's like they're supposed to be here. It's a girl. What, how many months? About three months. Whoever this person is, Yes. What is she carrying? She don't know. It must be her. Because I saw a problem. And the person was supposed to be here. Was she supposed to be here? When is she supposed to be here? She's coming tomorrow. She's coming tomorrow. Because I saw a problem and I saw... The, the, I saw the baby laying the wrong way and it was like the cord was around like the neck or something like that. Well, but she went to the doctor and they yes. said the shape, um, something is wrong with the shape of her stomach. Yeah, that's it. That's it, we'll pray God will change it. We'll pray and God will change it. Hallelujah. So catch this. I'm not trying to enter into the prophetic, but you know when there's a problem and I see it to be strong, I will, I will try and really help the situation. If it's something that is not big, I won't mention it because it will be easy to care for. But this is a problem that really needs God's intervention. And God is going to do it. Amen. Now capture this quickly. Capture this the best way you can. You should never pray, God, I want to hear your voice clear. Because that is saying that God is not clear. Yeah. 
That is to say that God is not what? Clear. But God is always clear. There is no day that God was never clear. God is always clear. The problem is the ones that are listening to him, they have an issue in not only hearing and knowing the distinction between his voice and many other voices, but also to comprehend his words. So, you should always ask yourself, God always speaks and God is not the author of confusion. Why am I confused concerning the voice of God? If you don't question things and ask questions, you can never come out of where you are. If he's not the author of confusion, then I must not be confused concerning what he's saying. God spoke unto Abraham and told him, leave your father and mother's house. I will show you where, you're go where the land in which you should go. Abraham got up, packed up his house and he started going. Meaning that God was ordering every step because he told him, go unto a land that I will show you. So meaning God was giving him a glimpse of every part that he was supposed to be in. So when God comes and tells you, I am going to make you this or I'm going to take you here. He's also going to give you, every time you obey a step, he'll give you the next step. But if there is no obedience, he will not reveal the next step. But now hear this. The Bible says that in heaven, there's a group of angels called seraphims or seraph, meaning flame, or seraphims mean flames of fire, because the angel's name is actually a flame of fire. Because they stand so close to God, who is a consuming fire, they have become flames of fire. They are called the bright ones or the shining ones. Now, I know this has never been told to some of you. But Angel Michael is actually a seraphim. The angels that stand in the presence of God in that dimension. I know you're surprised. <laughs> Those who are in prophetic school, I gave them like the, the, the what is it called? The, the, the hierarchy of the angelic realm. So next time, don't miss. <laughs> so now capture this. If you didn't clap, you're jealous. Now capture this, and I want you to capture it well. The Bible says that seraphims have six wings. They have six wings. Now you have to understand the symbolism of six wings. We have... <laughs> When I taught you about the choirs of heaven or the hierarchy of heaven, I showed you three dimensions. Within them, there are also dimensions. In each level, there was another level, but they were divided into three parts. Their three wings represents their ability to interact both with the material world 
the lower areas of the spiritual world and the higher realms of the spiritual world. I, I, I don't know if I'm going too deep. Maybe I should just stick to that. Because wings represent your ability to fly. I don't know if you're catching this. Now, let me explain it to you. If you read in the Bible, it says something interesting. It says it like this. It says, when Isaiah saw them, he saw the angels worshiping God saying, holy, 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 God almighty, the earth is filled with your glory. Now you have to understand, the Bible says that angels desire to look into the matters of human beings, meaning they don't know them. They are seeking understanding. It's amazing to them. But here is a seraphim in heaven, praising God, worshiping God, on account of men, meaning they have eyes to see into the matters of men. No, maybe you're, maybe you're not catching this. Listen, have you, ever seen, have you ever seen anywhere in the scripture, any other angel apart from the seraphim saying, God Almighty, how great you are to the sons of men, how you deliver them? Never. An angel has no ability to praise God or worship God on account of man because it's not his experience. Unless he has been with a human being and saw what God did, then they have a testimony that they can add before God. Because you can never worship God or praise God on matters that you are not in. It's called being fake. You are trying to impress something that is not your experience. And every worship and every praise is an account of what your own experience is. I remember I was sitting with some of my sons and I was teaching them. I was saying, I was asking them, do you know why many of you never continue to have continuous sustenance in your finances and things like that? They said, no, Papa. I asked them, where was the last time God met you? They said, well, I, some said this, some said that. I said, when was the last time that you had a difficult financial situation? And God visited you and came through for you. What name did you give that place and what name did you give him? Because Jehovah Jireh was to somebody else. So what name do you have for God when he delivered you? you somebody did not catch what I just said. So you are continuing to call upon a God of another person. But when he came and did unto you. You fail to give him a name. You are still counting on other people's experience. Meaning you have forgotten where he met you. This clapping is small. Maybe I will stop. I don't know if somebody is catching this. Maybe Facebook, Periscope, and, and, face, and YouTube are catching it. I don't know if somebody is catching it. If you don't have your own name for God. Moses never said the God of Moses. He, 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 it's people saw how God was so close to Moses. They said, I want what Moses had. They started calling on the God of Moses. But when Moses called on him, Moses never said the God of Moses. He had a name for God that was his, his own. But when God appeared to Moses, he told him, Moses, I am that I am. He said, Lord, this one I can't understand. He said, I am the God of your fathers. To give him a track record of what he has done. Saying that I can do unto you also. And one day they will know me as the God of Moses. Because I came to you. 
may you know him as your own God. If he's your personal savior, then you should know him personally. Amen. You amen. should know him with a personal name. Amen. Amen. Sit, 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 sit. I don't know if somebody's catching this. So you can never continue to tap into something that is not really yours. Because you are allowed to borrow so that you can have your own experience. And from there so you can build. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Now watch this. The seraphims, when Isaiah the prophet saw them, they were worshipping God on account of man. They are saying, holy, holy God almighty, the earth is filled with your glory. Meaning these angels understood that man was the glory of God when man did not even know that they were the glory of God. So immediately Isaiah began to cry. The Bible says, and he began to say, Woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips, and I dwell among people of unclean lips. Notice he did not say, I dwell among sinners, killers, murderers. He said, my confession has always been wrong. Today I have learned that what was coming out of me was not what is supposed to be. Then one of the seraphims came and took a call from the altar of God and touched his lips and said, you see, this call has touched your lips and your sin has been removed and your guilt has been purged. Notice for him to come and be able to remove sin from man, it means they understand sin. I don't know if somebody is catching this. Remember, you only see the Lord Jesus coming to man and saying your sins are forgiven. But now you're seeing in the Old Testament an angel saying, because I have taken this and touched your lips, you have been forgiven and your lips have been... Now you have to understand something here. The Bible says that they have eyes all over their bodies. All over their body, they have eyes. The Bible says all over their body, meaning even their wings have eyes. But now I want to show you something that may move you a little bit, but I want you to understand this the best way that you can. If you have eyes all over your body, the Bible says that they use two wings to cover their feet. They use two wings to fly. And they use the other two at the top to cover their face. But notice, if you're covering your face so that you don't see the glory of God, yet the Bible is saying you have eyes all over your body. What's the point? If I have eyes all over my body but I'm covering my face, am I really covering my face? It means that they don't, their ability to see God is beyond two eyes but they can perceive God with their entire body. They have the ability to see God, to look into the things of God with their entire body. Let me give you an example. The Bible says this. It says, And he sent his word and healed them. 
He did not send a voice because a voice is a person that is carrying the word. The Bible is saying he sent his word and healed them. Meaning that if God is releasing healing on somebody and says, let's say my son's uh, left arm was hurting him and God sends his word to heal his right hand, it means his ears will not hear it. It is the right hand that will hear it. Because he's sending his word to heal him and the, the word will deal with where he's hurt. So his ability to perceive where God is speaking will determine whether he receives his healing or not. Because the word did not go to the ear because there was no sound. I'm talking to myself. I am talking to myself. I don't know if somebody is catching this. Yes. When you send, when God heals somebody, when you hear you be healed, is for your faith to grow, but you don't really need to say anything. Their body part has to hear. That is why the Lord Jesus looked at the blind man and said, what do you want me to do for you? Yet the blind man was calling, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus comes and he tells them, bring them to me, meaning he had no ability to come to him. Then Jesus comes to him, seeing very well he's blind. He says, what do you want me to do for you? <laughs> the Bible says that God knows what you, are, what you want before you ask. He knows. But Jesus knows this person's need, but he's not doing anything. He's asking him, what do you want me to do? Because he wanted to see if his faith is speaking on behalf of the eyes. Is the eyes believing that it will see? So the mouth is responding according to what the eyes is saying. I don't know if somebody is hearing me. When God wants to bless you financially, is your pocket responding to the voice? If God wants to touch your... I feel like I'm by myself. Teach. Now listen to this. When the Lord Jesus said this to him, the man said, I wish to see. Jesus said, then see. He did not start, now father. Healing, nothing. He said, your eyes really want to see. Then it is yours to see. The word responded to the voice of the eyes. I don't know if somebody can hear me. When the Lord Jesus, the young man who was tormented by a demon, the Lord Jesus went and asked the father, how long? He went to the father and told the father. He said, I have brought him unto your disciples and they could not do anything. If there is anything you can do, please do. And Jesus looked at him and said, if there is anything that I can do. He asked him a question. You're coming to me and asking me if there is anything I can do. Then the man said, please help my unbelief. So if the man never admitted his unbelief, Jesus was not going to deliver that boy. Because Jesus simply came to the response of the issue. Notice, it is not people that called on Jesus. It was their problems 
that called to him. It is the issue that they were facing that called to him. The Bible says Jesus was walking with his disciples. And the intestines within him turned. And he turned and he said he saw them a sheep without a shepherd. And that they were lost. Notice it is not him that wanted to say that. His intestines responded to the people. And Jesus said, what are you saying? He said, uh, they are sheep without a shepherd. The Bible says, and Jesus was moved by compassion. The word moved by compassion there is plankton, meaning his intestine turned within himself. Not his heart. Not his mind. I'm here to tell you, your entire body can hear the voice of God. Amen. 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 Those who are rejoicing, may God heighten your senses. Amen. I receive. I don't know if somebody is catching me. I don't know if somebody is capturing this. So you can hear God with every part of you because the seraphims who are closest to God are flames of fire. But you, you are in the heart of God. You are his own child. So meaning that you are in the spiritual realm, you are positioned in the same place these angelic beings are. Amen. Amen. If you are called to stand before him, and these are the only angels that actually are before him. It means the information they have access to you also have. I feel like these guys are sleeping on this side. Maybe I should continue to speak on this side. So capture this. So why is it then you are not hearing God? Number one is you're trying to hear God the way you hear human beings. And God is not a man. God is a spirit. So as long as I'm waiting, oh, when I hear my left ear itching, it means that God is starting to speak to me. God doesn't need your physical ears to talk. And in a little bit you'll understand. I'm not saying that God cannot speak to you. But the still small voice is not in the ear. It's inside. And anybody who has ever heard the audible voice of God, it sounds like it's around. It's like, ah, are you in the back? Are you in the front? It puts the fear of God in you. So you won't look for it by... I don't know if somebody is catching me. Don't be offended. I'm just here to help you to grow. I'm just trying to help somebody to grow. Now, ca capture this. Capture this. Somebody say capture. capture. Now look at this. So, as long as you try to relate to God as you relate to man, or speak the language of man with God, you will always never hear him. Number one, he's, I call him Jehovah old school. Meaning he doesn't change his ways. He's the same, same guy. He's an OG, old school. 
He doesn't change the way he dresses. He doesn't change how he talks. He doesn't change anything about himself. So God will not speak to you in a new way. He will speak the way he used to speak. He, I am the Lord. I change not. So I cannot come up with a new system of how God speaks if he did not speak like that in the past. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the way he talks is the way he talks. Meaning that because he does not conform to anything, he will not conform to you. He will not conform to me. We conform to him. So as long as I am trying to make God speak to me in my way, I will always miss it because he does not do anybody's way. He does his will. So unless I align myself with his will, I am not hearing him. Because remember, just be, whether I hear him or not, he is still God. He doesn't need me or you to be God. Whether we pray or not, he is still God. Whether we receive him or not, he is still God. He's been God before he created us. He will always be God. So we don't determine anything, but he determines everything. So as long as I am trying to hear God my own way, that is why anybody, I said this on the live stream the other day. And I said, anybody that comes and tells you, and if you have ever said this, I want you to know that that was the voice of the devil whispering to you. You know you can be a child of God and the devil can sneak some words to you. And if you don't know how God's word comes, you will think it is God speaking, but yet it's the devil. The Bible says Peter was with Jesus and Peter loved Jesus. And Jesus said, you know, I am going to die and resurrect among people. The Bible says, Peter waited for Jesus to be privately by himself and went to him, meaning that he was a good friend and a good son because he wanted to address him in public, in, in private, to stop embarrassing himself in public. So he went to him and said, far be it from you, you will not die. How could you say you would die? Jesus looked at him and said, Walk thee behind thee, Satan. Jesus rebuked the voice of the enemy in him without him knowing that the enemy had spoken through him. Because he was being zealous. But through his zeal without knowledge of the spirit, the devil downloaded something in him. Hallelujah. That is why I always tell all my sons and daughters, all my Elias generation, the prophetic generation that God has given me to raise. Don't be too quick to prophesy. Let me help you step by step. Amen. Because Amen. it's a very, if you have not reached a place where you really know that you know that you know, you will hurt people instead of build people. The word of God is always unto edification, not destroy. It gives warning. It corrects into edification. 
Now watch this. So as long as I am trying to hear God in my own way, I will never hear his voice, yet he will be speaking. Now you have to understand that Jesus is the word. Meaning because he is the word, there is no sound. Let me break it down in a way that will make more sense for somebody. Uh, are you ready? You ready? Yeah. Now watch this. Uh, who do I use? Come, son. Stand here. I want you to watch this very carefully. Who, who is a musical? No, I need somebody that loves me. Mike, come. Mike, especially, this is perfect for him because he loves, he, he will know exactly what I'm saying. Let me use Mike. Come, come. My son, Mike, stand here. Now, turn around, you can face them. There is something called frequency range. Touch your neighbor, say frequent, frequency range. Frequency range. Now, what frequencies are, they are invisible vibrations that travel both in the physical realm and the invisible realm. That can be measured according to where they are vibrating. There is something that we call highs, which, are the, which is the top end. We have what we call the high highs. Then we have what is called the high mids, and we have what is called the mids, then we have what is called the low mids, and then we have the low, and then we have what is called the subsonic frequencies. Right. Now, each one of them vibrate differently, and the human perception and the human ear can only capture a certain measure of it because our human ear is not designed to hear other things using the ear. An example is this. Watch this. Did we plan this? When, when a song, okay, when a song, where's the other mic? When a song, uh, when a song is, you, you, love, you produce a lot of hip-hop, right? How do you know that, a, you can give him the mic. How do you know that a song is hitting hard? Where do you hear it? The lows. Where do you perceive it on your body? Uh, chest, yeah. So it hits you in your chest? Yes. Really hard. Yeah. You feel it in, you your, feel chest. in your chest. Then you know that it's what? It's knocking. It's knocking. Mm. So you don't tell that it's knocking with your ears. You tell it's knocking with your chest. The chest. Yeah. Meaning there are ears in your chest. Yeah. Wow. I am talking to the wrong people. That's deep. I, I, I don't think you are hearing what I'm saying. You see you are relaxing. Okay, let's pray and go home. I was about to help you understand this thing, but uh, <coughs> somebody shout, teach us I. Now watch this. Do you know why he's perceiving it in his chest? Is because his ears cannot respond to that frequency. Only a part of his body in his chest 
which is the mid-range, which is also in the chest, that you can perceive something doing what? Knocking. Knocking. Right? You have to be quick. Give, give Mike the mic, please. Uh, you're looking nice, but you're slow. <laughs> Capture this. It's too cute, you know. <laughs> Pastor Claudius is single, by the way. You can tell. <laughs> you can see his Denzel smile. Look, he's still doing it. <laughs> so capture this. So, meaning that God knew, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> that is Betty laughing. Every, <laughs> she's holding, she had to, <laughs> we know. <laughs> so capture this, capture this. Understand this. Are you here with me? Yes. Are you here with me? Yes. When you are in a car and the car has so much base, how do you know that the car has so much base? It starts shaking you. The reason why you hear the trunk vibrating is because the trunk is empty and when the base shakes it, you can hear the rattling of the metal. But if you are somewhere where only a bass frequency was being released, your body will begin to do this. Because now you are not hearing the balance of the bass in the car. According to your ears, it is your body that is telling you there is too much bass. Now something about subsonic frequency or what we call hertz, HZ in short. Anything below 60 hertz, anything below 60 hertz travels on the ground. It does not travel above. That is why bass shakes things because it flows in the foundation. Am I being too sciencey for you? I'm just trying to make you understand something. That is why some people add a subwoofer when you are in your car or in your home theater or, or in a movie. When it goes, boom, you're like, ooh, something. It's because they want your body to respond to a certain emotion. I'm going too fast. Let me slow down. Let me slow down. Every vibration provokes a different emotion in you. And a different message can be sent through it. Now capture this. Subsonic frequencies hurts anything below 60 hertz. Begins to make things shake. But the problem is this. You cannot hear it. It only rumbles things. Earthquakes are a result of a vibration. When that plate moves, it sends waves that are subsonic waves that are so strong that they can pat the ground and shake the... I'm talking to the wrong people. Amen. 
I'm just trying to explain to you something. Then there is something that we call the high end or the highs. Now I want you to do an experiment. I want you to cut out all the low end and just increase everything about 7 hertz, 7 kilohertz. Now I want you to notice something. I want you to listen to my voice. Can you hear me? How are you doing? Where are you feeling the irritation? In your ear. Now, the reason why you're feeling the irritation is in your ear is because everything from the high mids going up, your eardrum responds to it because it has the ability to vibrate the little hairs in your ear that your brain can interpret that this sound is out of balance and it's not carrying the full spectrum. So what immediately it makes you, it doesn't make your chest cringe. It makes your face go. <laughs> because high frequencies can only be perceived by your head. Yeah. That is why they're called high frequencies. I'm teaching the wrong people. I feel like, a, I feel like I'm talking to the wrong people. I, I, am I talking to myself? No. Are you sure you're here? So I want you to, I, I'm trying to explain spiritual knowledge to you. Because what makes you spiritual is knowledge. But notice, the sound is provoking a reaction in the brain that is telling you the response of what is happening. Is somebody capturing this? Now, when God is speaking to somebody... So meaning, so in short, you have learned something today. Yeah. That your body, your ears are not only up here, they are all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. They are all the way from the top to the bottom. That is where your ears are. Now the funny thing is the older people get the high frequencies begin to roll off and the bottom frequencies also begin to be shaved off. That is why all the people when they hear music, usually they will say it's noise. Because there are certain frequencies that they are missing already in their eardrum because their eardrum has been as heard like screaming and stuff. What is happening is in their spectrum, there are certain dips, what we call them dips, Meaning certain frequencies you are not able to perceive anymore. That is why when you go to an ear specialist, they check your hearing range. They, sh they play tones which correspond to frequencies to tell what frequencies you can hear and what you cannot hear. An example is this. Can I borrow your, 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 your keyboard for a second? Go up there. Go up there. I wanna, I'm just trying to teach you something. I want you to pray, play a happy chord. How did that feel like? Ah, uh, like it's like open. I want you to play like a scary chord that feels like a horror movie. Did you feel that it provoked something else in you? Why? But what you don't know is that 
every instrument, every note on a keyboard or on a guitar, A to G, they provoke a certain reaction because each one of them is measured by a frequency. They are all frequency notes. They are notes that correspond to a certain frequency. That is why when you want to go to the gym and you want to work out, but you don't feel like working out, you play certain energetic music that tells your body that you can do it. I'm talking to the wrong people. Not even because of the words. If it's a punch, 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 you're like, yeah, I can. Because what it's playing is playing notes that is telling your body, push, run, faster, faster. If you want to relax, you play flutes, a little ocean. It immediately makes you go, ah. So you see, your body is listening to something beyond your ears. Yeah. Uh, am, I, am I making sense to somebody? Yes, you are. You're making sense. So you have been listening through different ways of listening, but you just have not understood how to listen spiritually. Sometimes, let me show you how deep you are. Sometimes you go to a place, like I love uh, 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 my, my sister Ebony. She, she, she came to visit, and Adrian, sorry, that's her sister. She came to visit, and she, she walked in the house, and we hung out and things like that. And she said something interesting. She said, you know, you know, just good vibes. Did you notice that if you go somewhere that things are not nice, you don't even need to see anybody, you just feel irritated? How did you know that there is chaos that was there? You are responding to frequencies in the realm of the spirit without you even knowing that God is already telling you what. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody. Let me give you another example. Have you ever noticed somebody that is moody? Even if they are not talking to you, they release something that you come and ask them, what is the matter? But what you don't understand, that matter is a vibration in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm. So what you're asking them, is why are you vibrating in this place? Because I can feel it. What is the problem? But what you, when somebody is so happy also, you ask them, hey, what's going on? What's the good news? You don't see somebody irritated and ask them, what's going on? And sometimes somebody can even pretend to be okay. On the phone, you're not seeing them and you'll be, are you sure you're okay? Because there is a response inside of you that is inside the... I will stop because you people don't want to hear this. Keep going, Papa, keep going. I'm just trying to help you to understand the voice of God. Yes. Amen. Now, I'm going to show you another thing. Okay, let me show you now. Come, come back, come back, come back. Come, come back. Stand right here. Now, let me show you an example. Let me show you an example. 
I'm going to demonstrate this. And I want you to interpret this because the voice of God is interpreted. It's not translated, but interpreted. Let me show you something. And I want you to tell me what you are seeing. Okay, hold this. I want you to use, don't try to be too deep. Just go with your first instinct. What do you see that? What do you, what do you think that feels like? Can you use the other? Sharpness, Major. Uh-huh. You ripped the paper because you're mad. So you saw anger? Yeah. Okay, Dad, what did you feel? Anger. Okay. Frustration. Frustration. Uh-huh. Huh? Go, go to her, go to her. Huh? Ag agitation. Anybody on the other side? Anybody anywhere? Huh? Yeah, I was just going to say irritation. Okay, now watch this. Watch this. All of you are right, by the way. Now watch this. Is it on? Can, can we have it on? <laughs> Volume. <laughs> what did that feel like? Huh? Huh? Chaos, anger. Agitation. So do you see that and this meant the same way, but one you saw, one you heard? Yeah. Listen, I will stop teaching. You people don't want to learn. You're not serious. Because your response is not telling me you want to hear. Notice, when I tore it up, you felt something by looking. And when I went there and I hit those weird notes that are chaotic because they are all over the place, you had the same, like, is it, why is he angry, chaos, like, conf like confusion? Why did you feel the same way? Because you are hearing and you are seeing produce the same result. Sorry. I think this should have been for prophetic school because people in prophetic school were more hungry than these people. To me, your hunger is small. No, you see, they're still sitting. You know what? I will save it. Let's pray. Let's pray and finish and, and go home. Maybe people online are more interested in hearing this. Maybe YouTube is more interested. Teach, Papa. Teach. I'm trying, but you're quenching my spirit. Don't stop. Don't stop. I'm trying, but you guys are quenching my spirit. Are you sure you're ready? Yes. That is what we call interpretation. But notice they both invoked a different em emotion, the same emotion, even though one was visual and one was what? Audible. Now catch this. Now, when a person is not in God and their spirit man is not developed, where's uh, where's uh, Terrell? Okay, you can do it. Okay. Now, listen to this. I want you to pay attention to this. I want you to roll off all the top end and just leave everything below 500 hertz. On my mic. Now watch this. I want you even to go to 300. 
cut everything up to 300. Now, I want you to watch his, what, notice this. This is God talking to you now, right? Pretend. I am God. That cut, cut all the top. Don't even leave anything. I want it to be where like it's muffly, muddy, and everything. I am the Lord. Can you roll off the top? All of it? All the way down? Now, now, notice this. Let me, let me pretend. Okay, now look at this. I am God. I'm talking to you. You can hear a sound, but you cannot really make out what I'm saying. Now, it is not that God is not speaking clear. It's your receiver that has a problem. That is not tuned to other frequencies. Now, when you begin to open it back and put it back where it is, you notice that the voice begins to be clear and more open and more bright and more clear. Yeah, yeah. Because your receiver, your receiver is positioned correctly because it is responding to every single frequency that is being spoken. But I want you to try this. Roll off all the bass and just leave the, the height, the top end. I'm just trying to explain to you something. I am, I am, I am, every law, and like take out all, there we go. I am God, I want to, I want to, I am God, I am here for you, I'm here for you. You'll be like, ah, God, did you say you're here for me? God, can you speak? But notice what is happening is the lack, you can turn it back in, the lack of other frequencies make you miss the emotion, the intention in the voice and the clarity of the voice. So you spend more time praying, saying, God, speak to me. Why are you not speaking to me? I heard, I think I heard God saying that I should, but I'm not sure that he said. You are not sure because you are a receiver. All that are clapping, may God give you the grace. I receive. Now, there is something you may be seated for a second. You may be seated. You may be seated for a second. There is something called a television. Somebody say television. Television. A television means it's an electronic device that we all know that is like, you know, this is a television. But it transmits picture and sound. That is why it's tele and vision. Picture and sound. A radio is only a radio. It does not, it's only sound. It does not transmit picture. But notice something that is interesting here now. Let me, Big Mike, come back again. Let me borrow you again. Now, I want you to capture something, and I want you to get this. And uh, are you, is this helping you understand something? <laughs> now, I want you to see this, and see this the best way you can. There is something that is called Wi-Fi. You all know Wi-Fi, right? How many people use Wi-Fi? Okay, at least you're not in the Stone Age. We are together. <laughs> Everybody uses Wi-Fi. If you go to a place there's no Wi-Fi, it's like you're behind. Now, there are two kinds of believers. 
Those who are still plugged on an Ethernet cable or a landline, and there are those who are wireless. That wherever they are, they can perceive God. And there are those ones that need to go to the word and open to hear. Maybe God will say something. Ah, that's good, Papa. <laughs> Teach. Now, now, the Ethernet cable is the most reliable source of Internet if you connect it to a machine. The Word of God is the foundation. But Wi-Fi allows you to be roaming. But I want you to understand this. Right now, as we are standing here, now you have to understand that have you ever seen on your phone saying 2G, 3G, and things like that? What it means is, notice, the G stands for gigahertz. These are frequencies still. He's saying, two, if you have a 4G network, he's saying you have a 4 gigahertz transmission of frequency that is being sent, which is about, uh, a gigahertz is about is, uh, 1 billion cycles. Per second. That is why 5G is faster than 2G. Because if 1 is 1 billion, 2G is what? 2 billion. And 5G is what? 5 billion. So it's able to transmit information through these frequency waves. That when it hits your phone or your TV... Picture and sound begins to appear. Now you have to understand, the word television came from vision. Your ability to sit down and start to see picture without anything being there. I think you people are not ready for what I'm saying. Anybody that has ever seen an open vision, if you really have seen an open vision, it's like you're watching a TV. That's why it's called a vision. You are watching. A trance is when you are inside the spiritual realm participating in the vision. But a vision, you may be even watching yourself with what is happening, but you can't make any decision. Picture and sound. Your science is deep. I'm trying. Now, now watch this. Right now, me and you are sitting here. There is waves that are crossing here. All over this place. Satellites are beaming something and we, our phones are beaming back. They are going through us and things like that. Do you realize we are sitting here right now. There is somebody wiring a million dollars through you. I receive. No, 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 no. Listen. You, you are sitting down relaxing. There is somebody who is conducting business. Course passing through you. But you have no idea because you do not have a receiver to perceive what is happening. 
Wait, wait, wait. Sit down. Let me, let me break it down. Let me try and break it down. I feel like I'm going too fast. Break it down. Forgive me if it sounds like I'm talking fast. It's just you listening slow. Catch this. Catch this. Are you listening? Are you listening? It was a joke, by the way. Catch this. So there are people right now that are being visited by an angel. But your receiver is not catching the frequency. So somebody else is getting their miracle. While you are saying, God, what about me? You have forgotten me. But God is right there. But your receiver is failing to pull the information. I'm here to tell somebody. In the name of Jesus. May your network, may your ability to perceive what is invisible become stronger in the name of the Lord Jesus. I receive. I don't know if somebody's catching this. Yes. Sit, 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 sit. Sit, sit, sit. So there is somebody. I want you to capture this. Best way you can. Right now you are sitting down. Some of you are saying, ah. Where will my paycheck come from? Yet there's somebody just wiring 100,000 past you. But the problem is, your receiver is not catching that frequency. Because your receiver is out of sync. Now, now watch this. Watch this. Because of time, maybe we should finish. I'll do a part two. No. So notice this and capture this the best way that you can. So there are things happening where you are. You don't know because there is a problem with your receiver. Let me explain. When you don't pay your Verizon or T-Mobile bill, your phone is still receiving a signal. You have to understand a signal is a vibration or a sound or, or, or it, is, it is responding to a certain frequency being sent. But now look, look at this. Because your phone has a personal identity with T-Mobile or, or Verizon or Cricket or whatever you do. <laughs> they can interrupt your service because they know the channel that your phone is responding or receiving frequencies through. So back in the day when you did not pay your service, they come and cut the wire. Now they don't need to do that. They can turn it off from where they are. They can just send the wrong frequency to your phone and then you are pushing like no call is coming in. That they can even control it to the point that they can only allow phone calls but you can't call out. Then when you don't pay, they stop everything from coming in. It's because there is a frequency channel that they use to receive in your phone 
And there is a frequency that you transmit to send. Now, anybody that is a spiritual hacker, somebody is not catching it. You can take, sit down, let me explain it. Is this making sense to somebody? I'm just trying to help you so that you understand how this thing works. So, there are people like Jacob who knew that there was a blessing that was about to be transmitted. You have to understand somebody that is not spiritual will not understand that you can go to somebody and lay hands and release something on them. Because they don't understand there is something being transmitted. Because they can't see it, they don't know unless they see a reaction. That is why a believer who prays and waits for manifestation is somebody who has no faith. It means they did not respond or receive the frequency. Because faith is substance of things hopeful and evidence of things not seen. Just because somebody cannot see my phone ringing does not mean I don't have service. As long as I know that I got it, the Bible says when you believe, then you have. If you don't believe even though you pray, you will not have because it's not about praying. Now, Jacob knew that God was going to transmit a blessing unto his brother Esau. Jacob knew this. He hacked the blessing by going into pose like his brother. But the blessing still came through. Now the question is, is God blind? Why did God allow the other one to be blessed? Yet it was not meant for him, it was for the older is because frequencies don't discriminate. Whoever opens themselves up to them, they will catch it. Let me explain it like this. Our precious Lord dies on the cross. And whosoever shall believe shall be... Meaning he's not choosing who will receive it. He has made his network available for everybody. He has made healing available for everybody. He has made deliverance available for everybody. He has made these things available for what? Everybody. But if you don't perceive, it's not his fault. When people say, I'm angry at God, I say, hey, I fear. I'm like, oh. <laughs> You know God is so good because we are full of foolishness. I'm mad at God. How could you? Oh. <laughs> 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 ah. I pray that one day God will open your eyes to see him. Those who say the amen, may God do it faster. Amen. Now capture this. 
capture this capture this then we have people who can in, interfere you see when you have wifi and somebody can figure out your password they can receive your network then you start notice why is my internet slow is because somebody else is downloading pictures watching movies wow teach it papa teach it somebody somewhere is receiving the prophetic word that god sent to you but because you did not respond to it because you did not shout because you did not say amen because you are not convicted somebody else ran with your blessing and you sat down remaining saying god me why why me why me why me why me i feel like time is not on our side now look at this now listen to this capture this somebody say capture capture now look at this then we have different kind of services everybody have subscribed to a different service some of you your <laughs> when you leave your neighborhood your network is down because your network provider is terrible they don't have antennas in different places so people think you turned off your phone but you cannot receive anything because your service provider is not global is somebody catching this yeah but there are people who are on let's say Verizon it covers most of the places so their network is still carrying them and you know they can go to different places they are still receiving something but the problem is once they get on a plane or you go to a dead zone your phone is like cannot receive any service but there are people who have what is called if you have traveled international there's something called roaming yeah. that it doesn't matter where you are your phone number is the same people reach you the same in fact people will even call you and say are you sure you travel you are like yeah, yeah i'm out unless you send them a picture of you on the beach somewhere they will not believe you i don't know if somebody is catching me yes your yes is too small yes now if you have not built your spiritual man your ability to receive service remember transmission is going globally but now we have entered a problem who is your service provider ah uh, we don't do international we don't do mexico you can't call mexico unless we charge you more because we have to go through another network and we have to give them their cut and we have to get ours this guy is in the spirit catch this amen <laughs> now catch this there is something called spiritual roaming 
Let me show you something. Go to the book. Go to 1 Samuel. Thank you. The person said this is so good. I support it. <laughs> now remember, God is speaking all the time. God is very talkative, by the way, if you didn't know. So, but the problem is, the car you're looking for is just there, but you can't see it. But it's there. The home you're looking for is there, but you can't see it. The angels you've always wanted to see, they're there. The Lord that you want to see is there, but the problem is, you are not entering into a network that allows you to download that because your service provider can only do call and text. You can't watch videos, you can't go on YouTube, you can't do anything. You're limited. I don't know if somebody's catching this. <laughs> go to 1 Samuel chapter number 3 verse 1 to 10. 1 Samuel chapter 3. Amen. Read. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. Now listen to this. This is tell a vision. The Bible is saying, and the boy Samuel ministered unto the Lord ministered unto the Lord in the presence of Eli. Read on. I want you to remember that part. And the boy Samuel ministered unto the Lord in the presence of who? Eli. Eli. Now keep reading. And the word of God was very what? Precious yeah. in those days and there were no what? visions. There were no open visions, meaning no one was seeing anything. No one was seeing anything from heaven. Nobody was hearing. The word of God was very precious, meaning it was not no longer common to hear or to see from God. Keep reading. Verse 2. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place. And his eyes began to wax dim, that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, mm -hmm. where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, mm -hmm. that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Now notice this. Samuel is not trying to talk to God. But God noticed, notice what the Bible says, the candle went off and the eyes of the prophet became dim. The Bible says the eyes of the prophet became dim and he could no longer see. And the candle in the temple went what? Off. Meaning the time of, of Eli was done not because God wanted it, but he stopped seeing 
But because he was still a tower, he was still a service provider. It was Eli Network. Samuel being around, he started hearing things that he did not pray for. He heard God calling him, but because he ministered unto God in the presence of Eli, he went to Eli and said, Eli, did you call me? You can never hear God beyond the service provider that God has given you. Let me explain. Shh. Let me explain. Before you... Let me explain. I want you to capture this. If you are with a service provider that only allows you still are in the pager era, they, they page you, you run to a phone call. Hey, did you call me? And then you go back. You page each other. Or you're in Telegram. You, you received a Telegram. It means that if you're sitting under somebody who only speaks the word of God, does not prophesy, does not see vision, does not have forensic prophecy, does not have healing ability that God has put in them. If you subscribe to that network, you will not have these benefits. It's like you go to, you want a regular package, but you want HBO, ESPN, and all these things. But these things, you cannot have them with your service. It does not allow it. So it doesn't matter how faithful you are there. You will only receive what that service provider can produce. So if I want to prophesy, I will go and find somebody that carries the prophetic. And I will minister unto God in their presence. Because by being there, what I'm doing is I will start to pick the frequency from him. I'm talking to the wrong people. Sit, 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 sit. I am trying, Bishop. So, catch this. Catch this. Who is your service provider? I said it a few weeks ago on a live stream, and I said, anyone who tells you, find Jesus for yourself, it's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a lie. It is the biggest, that is the devil's voice. There is no way in the scriptures he tells you go and find God for yourself. Because if you can find Jesus for yourself, what is the point of a prophet? What is the point of a teacher? What is the point of an evangelist? What is the point of an apostle? What is the point of a pastor? Then God made them in vain. But what people don't understand is that these are towers, network towers. Let me ask you a question. I want you to think of this. I want you to think of this best way you can. When my, when, when, when my father was in church, do you always hear him saying, you know, prophecy is so easy here because I use my son, Prophet Lovey's network. But you think it's just a term. It's the truth. When I went to minister in his, in his church, I think it was my last day of service. Prophet, my, my big brother, the prophet was there. How many people did I prophesy to? Ah, there were too many. Too many. Because if you are where service is good and your subscription is good. 
I don't know if somebody's capturing this. We're catching it. So you have to understand this. You can never go beyond your subscription. Notice even though God, the Bible is telling you, God spoke to Samuel because he was ministering to God in the presence of Eli. You will never serve God until you serve under a man of God. God cannot speak to you in specific things unless he made you a tower. Not everybody is called to be a father, but there are people who are called to groom people to become fathers. So, who are you subscribed to? Because that determines the kind of service you're going to get. Elijah and Elisha. Elisha became powerful because he chose never to leave his subscription. To the point that they said, when he received impartation, the full impartation from Elijah, the Bible says that the children, the sons of the prophets, looked at him and bowed themselves. They said, surely the spirit of Elijah is in him. And immediately you notice every package that Elijah was carrying, Elisha did it twice better. Because not only did he have what Elijah had given him first, but he took more of what he was carrying in him because he refused to let him go. His master even tried to trick him. He said, I'm going to go pray, wait for me. He said, no, I'm going to be right there. <laughs> he said, he tried to lose him a few times. Then finally he told him, listen, I'm leaving. What do you want me to do for you? He said, I want a double portion of what you're carrying, your spirit. I want a double portion of your spirit. Because you already received one measure. You wanted the, the whole thing. But from then, you see somebody who you don't see him prophesying ever. From that moment. Before that, his brothers, the sons of the prophets, came to him and said, Do you know your father is leaving soon? He said, Yes, I know. So he was speaking information, but he could still not transmit. But the moment Elisha deposited something in him. Let me explain to you in a way that you'll understand. If you are with me, and, you're, and we go somewhere, maybe through the canyons, and my service is better than yours, and your service drops. I can go on my phone and share hotspot. Somebody did not catch what I'm saying. <laughs> so somebody is not catching what I'm saying. We're catching it. Sit, 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 sit. Okay, remember the prophetic school? Yeah. 
Do you notice some of you, the way you prophesied that day, you have never prophesied again? You tried and he, the next day it worked. A few days later, it was like, hey. <laughs> I see an M, no. <laughs> I see like you're in school or something like that. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> Chai. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. It's because the tower was close. And when the tower, you see Samuel, let me, Samuel anointed somebody called Saul. And he told Saul, when you see the company of prophets, join them. And when these prophets were coming, they were intensely in worship and in praise. And when Saul saw them, he joined them, the Bible says, and Saul prophesied. That people were shocked. They were like, is this the same man? So, and from that day, he never prophesied again. Because he was introduced to the company of prophets, but he never remained with them. So his service started going down to the point that he started consulting witches. To know the will of God. He re rejected the network of his father Samuel. That Samuel actually cried, was crying over it. He was heartbroken. That the Lord told him, stop crying, I have selected somebody else. Pick yourself up, put oil on your horn, go find somebody that I've chosen for myself. Because the one who chose Saul was Samuel, not God. The most disheartening thing when it comes to fathering people is that when I choose somebody because I want God to do great things in them, usually they end up disappointing. Not all, usually. That what was given to them is taken back by God. God brought David to Samuel, and Samuel re and David remained. This is why a spiritual father or a spiritual mother is very important. Extremely important because it determines what you're going to see. And receive. You know Samuel. When he was in the temple. He was being groomed to be a priest. But when God. Came. And Eli. Notice it is Eli that gave him the code. For God to continue to talk. Sometimes you get a signal. But it's not going through. You're saying I'm trying to enter it. But it's not. Then they give you the, the right Wi-Fi code. You connect and you begin to download. Samuel was getting this pop-up, connect, 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 but he could not because he did not have the right code. Eli told him, when you hear it again, notice it is Eli who knew that God was speaking, not the young boy. That Eli told him, when you hear this voice again, he did not say, it is not me. 
said, but when you hear this, he did not tell him, it is not me calling. You told him two times, then he realized it's God talking to him. How did he realize that God was talking to him? God is the word. The voice will always be a human being. John said, I am the voice crying in the wilderness. The voice of God will always sound like the person you heard, you heard speaking on behalf of God that is mentoring you. So to Samuel, till the day he left this world, he always heard the voice of Eli and he prophesied what he heard. Because to him, God sounded like Eli. Haven't you ever noticed everybody that has ever heard God's voice itself, they say it is as the sound of many waters and rushing. It's just, it doesn't, in short, it doesn't make sense. Have you ever heard the voice of many waters? It doesn't make sense. It didn't even say it sounds like waves in the ocean. It didn't even say it sounds like waterfall. It said the sound of many waters. I mean, you take um, the largest masses of water creating sound, put it together, and it's God's voice. But remember, when you have a massive amount of water with a certain momentum, it creates electricity. If you take, <laughs> do you realize that if our dams go down, we are in trouble? Power becomes a problem. But then they discovered how to harness also, if you concentrate a lot of heat, you can store some power. But still the most efficient way to get power is not only windmill that creates its water. So capture this. You need the Holy Ghost inside of you. And you need a prophet in your life. In order for you to really hear God the way you hear a human being. Amen. Amen. And this is not saying that God will not speak to you. God can speak to you. The problem is you will miss it many times. Yeah. Or if you do capture it, you will not know what he's saying. That is why the king of, 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 of Egypt saw a dream. And he knew that God was speaking. But he never knew what it meant. That he had to look for somebody to see if they knew what it meant. Then there are others that saw a dream, but they wanted to make sure that nobody would lie to them and said, listen, if you tell me the dream that I dreamt, then I will know for sure that the interpretation is true. Hearing God, everybody does. My sheep hear my voice, but not every sheep understands the voice. My prayer for everybody in this room for all my sons and daughters all over the world, my biggest prayer before the Lord is this. Is that God will make you somebody that will be rooted and grounded. Amen. Amen. I receive. What makes you powerful in the kingdom of God is not that you are here today, you are there to, tomorrow. It is how deep your roots are and where they are. You can plant a tree in the desert, it will die even though it is soil. It is not good soil. Yes. 
If you find good soil and plant a tree, you still need water for it to grow. The good soil is always the heart of a person. And the water is always the Holy Spirit. You need to be rooted where the ground is good and the Spirit of God is moving. Amen. This is what now causes you to start hearing God beyond the natural. Beyond the natural. Let me tell you something. And, and uh, I didn't think I was, I didn't want, I've, I was struggling with it all day. And I spoke to, to, to two people only. And I shared with them what I saw. And I said, I don't know if I should really share it. But I knew that God wanted me to share it with you. This, this morning, between five to six, the Lord took me in the spirit. And I was in a vision. And for an hour, I was in this vision. It was from five to six. And when I came out of this vision, I wrote it down because visions are not prophecy. Prophecy, it's bits and pieces that God is giving you. It's easy for you to either receive it then or if I'm in meditation and God speaks to me, I can come and tell you. But if it's a vision, vision, you have to write it down or else it can leave you. In my vision, I'm waiting to see if God will allow me because I know he wants me to say it. And I'm trying to see if this is the time for me to say it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In my vision, I saw some of my sons and daughters here. And the ones that I saw that I recognized their faces quickly was my son Mike, and he was dressed exactly the way he's dressed. I saw his sister, uh, my daughter Gabby, dressed exactly the same way. I saw Gary my other son, and I saw my brother Christian dressed exactly the same way. And I saw my brother Richie in the vision, and I saw many others that were in this place. And as I was coming, it was like in this vision, the Lord was telling me walk. And as I walked towards, I started recognizing people that I knew, and I knew, oh, these are my sons, and there was many of them. And when I got to that place, I saw each and every one of them. Now, this is not saying them. I know what the interpretation of the vision is because it was explained to me in the vision. I saw each and every one of them. And I'm not saying this is what they're doing. I will explain the vision and what it means. I saw each and every one of them drinking wine 
and it was everyone, a lot of you I saw. Some I recognized quickly sometimes, some I did not. But the ones that I focused on were the closest that I know that are to me. I paid more attention. And I saw them all, the ones that were far off, the ones that were close, all, every single one of them was holding a bottle with wine. And the Lord brought me close to them. And while they were drinking, everyone drinking, and they saw me, and it was normal. But there, were, there was heavy rain in the vision. But the moment I approached them, where they were, there was like a storm that was coming. And when I came close, immediately the storm stopped. And the Lord spoke to me and told me, look at their hands. And immediately I looked at their hands. I saw a $5 bill on each and every one of them's hand. And one side it was the wine and the other side was the $5 bill. I will try to explain it as I go so that I don't take time giving you interpretation and what it means. I saw my two brothers, my older brother, my two older brothers, Christian and Richie. And I knew immediately, the angel told me that these are ministers, brethren in Christ that come to your church. They are men and women of God. They are your sons and daughters, but they are ministers of God. That's why they were of my family. And the sons that I saw, Mike and Gabby, represented the ones that are actively serving in church. The ones that were there but don't really serve, but they are connected, it was the ones that have access. They can reach me, but they are not active, but they are still a part of this group or the people. This was, it's a language. That's why I'm telling you, when you subscribe to network, it will make sense. Then the Lord spoke to me, told me, look at their hands, and I saw this $5 bill in their hand. And as I watched it, the Lord said, look. And if you know what number five means in the realms of the spirit, what does it mean? Grace. Not only does it mean grace, but it also means fulfillment of creation, material things, material blessing. Because God finished his creation of material things on the fifth day. On the sixth day, he created man that was going to be in it. So he represented grace, and also it represented the blessing of God that was already given to them. But the Lord told me, observe and look. And I saw the bill turning into worthless paper, and it was cut in half. One part was still usable-ish money and the other side became worthless paper. And the Lord told me, tell them 
that I want them to prosper. I want them to increase. But I want them to give them, to give me what belongs to me. I'm telling you what God told me. And I'm not saying this to put any fear in anybody. I'm telling you what I saw. I know what God is saying. And immediately when I saw this, it disturbed me because God, when he said this to me, you know the Lord has this come, but you know if it's something that is really bothering him or if it's something that is just showing. And he told me, I want to increase them. I want to bless them. And I've given them these things. But if they don't give me what is mine, which is their heart, and what I have put in their hands, it will begin to turn into something they cannot use. And when I saw this, I, w I went to them, and they all gathered around me. And they were saying, Papa, 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 this. And I sat, I told them, this is what the Lord is saying. And I told them what the Lord had said to me. And in the vision, my brother Christian, who is my closest brother, spoke. But it's not really him. I told you this represents ministers. And I told them what the Lord had said. And immediately he said, after they all sat quiet and listened, his response was, isn't God trying to rob us? I said, what did you say? He said, isn't God trying to rob us instead? And I started seeing some sons and daughters that I, I couldn't recognize starting to agree. Say, yeah, God is the one who's trying to rob us. God is the one who's trying to rob us. And the moment they said that, I got really hurt. And I got upset. And God spoke to me. He said, because they have not listened to my word and because they have not obeyed me I will cut them from the inheritance that I have for them and when I saw this in the vision the ones that refused to hear God and I spoke to them what God told me I said this is what the Lord is saying because you have not believed his word and you have not believed this prophet this is what God is going to do and all of them got up and they turned, the ones that listened, they threw away the wine. Because wine means, you have to understand, wine means the Holy Spirit. But if your intoxication is leading you the wrong way, it means that you are receiving the wrong wine. Is leading you the wrong way. That's when people start developing bitterness, unforgiveness, and things like that. Wrong wine. It starts bringing problems between you and God for small things that don't even matter. It puts frustration between your relationship with God. Honestly, I did not want to share this vision. I'm just telling you because I believe it will help somebody. Amen. So, when they arose, the ones that listened threw away what was in their hands and they went towards, they went away from that place. The ones that did not listen to me, they turned and I saw a door 
And I saw this door. And the door, it was like a door to a city. And it was made of sticks and thorns. And I saw the gate of the city made with sticks and thorns. And when I saw this, um, when I saw this, the angel of the Lord said this scripture to me. I want you to find it and read it. Isaiah chapter 34, 11 to 14. Isaiah 34, 11 to 14. Amen. Isaiah. Is everybody there? I want everybody to read so that you understand. Isaiah 34, 11 to 14. You're ready? Yes. Read. What does it say? But the cormorant and the bittern shall possess it. The owl also and the raven shall dwell in it. And he shall stretch out upon it the line of confusion and the stones of emptiness. They shall call the nobles thereof to the kingdom. But none shall be there, and all her princes shall be nothing. And thorns shall come up in her palaces, nettles and brambles in the fortress thereof. And it shall be an habitation of dragons and a court of owls. The wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the wild beasts of the island. And the satyr shall cry to his fellow. The screech owl also shall rest there and find for herself a place of rest. Now, this is what I saw. When they saw the gate, the gate that I'm talking about, I saw two birds on top of that gate. And I wrote it down. And I, when, I, when, I, when I wrote all these things down. Claudius saw it. And I gave it to him to see. I saw two big birds. On top of that gate. There was a hawk. And there was an owl. And the owl had the feet like of an eagle. But there was also a hawk. And among those people, actually, I forgot this part. How could I forget this? When I saw all my children, when I came to them, and they were all having bottles in their hand, there was a woman who was among them, dressed in white. She had the appearance of a virgin, meaning she was pure. And the angel of the Lord told me, at first, I did not understand why she's among all this chaos. And the angel of the Lord told me that this is wisdom that had been sent to them. So when they had gone into, but they were not listening to her. So when they had started going into this city, started going into this city, going into this city, when they were all going in, it looked like the city was starting to look like it was abandoned and like destruction was already on its way. Immediately they began, it began to rain again. And mud began to form like not like I've seen before. And immediately I began to see crocodiles coming out of the mud. Now, if you know anything about crocodiles, they're ancestors of who? Dinosaurs, dragons. Are you getting? I saw crocodiles starting to appear out of the mud. And they began to attack a lot of them. And many people were devoured. So many people in that city. Because this city was not their city. But some who did not listen chose to go into this city. 
And I saw crocodiles devouring them, devouring them. And I saw in the, in the, in the, this city kind of looked ancient, but it was modern at the same time. There was a, uh, there was like pillars. And I saw wisdom crying to them. Escape from this city, but no one was listening to her. Escape from this city, but no one was listening to her. Because everybody had gone. Some were destroyed, some ran for help inside their house and stayed in there. But a flood was increasing and the creatures were increasing in the street that they would never be able to live and they were trapped. And I saw wisdom being, I saw a huge crocodile bigger than I had ever seen in my life appeared and took wisdom from them, killed wisdom from them. And, and he took wisdom, killed wisdom. And as I watched this, I saw the owl and the hawk begin to fight. Now you have to understand, and both these are unclean birds. They are unclean birds according to the Bible, meaning you cannot eat them. They are unclean. Number two, an owl represents worldly wisdom. Craftiness and worldly wisdom. And a hawk is in the family of an eagle, but is not an eagle. It's pride. But the eagle and the owl began to fight. And as they fought and fought, the, 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 uh, the hawk and the, and the owl began to fight. And as they fought and fought and fought and fought, the owl overcame the, the hawk because of its claws that were like of an eagle. And when I came out of the vision, the Lord told me, Tell my children, I love them and I have great things for them. Especially those who are close. One thing that I thank God is like in our church, people love to give to God. And, I, and I'll tell you something. JT will tell you, everybody close to me knows I outgive everybody here. You can ask them, they'll tell you. Everybody. Not, I know that everybody has a heart for God. But never take for granted. When God has revealed something to you, and you ignore it, you play with it, there will be consequences. Some issues happen because we forsake principles that God has already shown us. If you're not in the know, you'll be fine. But when you're in the know and you don't do it, it's a problem. Some of you, especially sons and daughters, there are some. God, I thank God for everybody because everybody has the same heart that we have. Everybody loves to give and things like that. But just because you are working for the ministry doesn't mean that God, you still don't have to honor what you're supposed to honor before God. Doesn't mean that at all. Amen. I myself do it. My house does it. Let me explain to you something. Tithe. 
protects you. It protects what you have. Seed brings you into a future. But you cannot go into a future that you have not protected the now. It's impossible. And I saw this and it bothered me because anybody who knows me, I don't like talking about these things. And it's not doom and gloom. <laughs> Some people have serious faces. <laughs> it is serious, but it's not doom and gloom. When God tells us things like this, is because he loves us. Yeah. And I even know myself, there are things that I need to do even better than I was doing before. Hearing God, hearing the Lord, hearing the Lord begins by making sure that within yourself first you are balanced. The Lord Jesus went to John and John was baptizing people and went and knelt. Remember, this is the Lord, the Savior of the world going to kneel in front of another man, God bowing before man. And, and John tells him, why do you, why? I, I should be the one doing this and you should be baptizing me. And Jesus said, I must do this to fulfill all righteousness. He could not receive the spirit of God in the measure that he needed for his ministry unless he was fulfilling everything that you're supposed to do. He needed to be under submission because submission is power. You can never receive impartation without submission. It's impossible. It did Amen. not matter that he was the son of God. He had to follow what is the protocol. Amen. So, my prayer for each and every one of you Fix your prayer life. You want to be somebody that hears God. Fix your prayer life. Don't be somebody who prays when there are problems. Be somebody that prays. Because in that vision, I knew immediately, many were drinking the wrong wine because they were not actually praying, spending time with the wine that is from God. That is why when I came in, I said, no, 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 no. Pray sincerely. Mean it. Take your prayer time serious. When it's time to pray, turn off everything. Go and pray. It's the most important thing that you have to do in your life. Some people go to the gym. Some people, we are religious with all these things. We are religious with our TV shows. We are religious with all these things. But when it comes to praying, we are not as serious. Two-minute prayer, we are done. That we are expecting big things. If you don't spend some time with somebody, you are not in a relationship with them. You cannot claim, I have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, yet you don't spend time with him. How will you recognize the voice of a person you don't talk to? You can't. 
you know Prophet Lovi's voice because now you know how an African sounds. <laughs> Even when I pronounce words wrong, you know what I mean because you have spent time with me. So it makes sense to you. Some of you even say, chai. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's because now it makes sense. You understand. You know that he's not wrong. He's just speaking from a different place. Fix your prayer life. Consecrate yourself. Be serious about your consecration. Understand, you are sent into the world, but you are not of the world. Meaning that there has to be a difference between you and everybody else. Not because you are religious. No, we are spiritual people. We are not religious people. But when people see you, let them look at you, gravitate towards you. Why, man, why, do you t why are you so gentle? Why are you so loving? Why are you... No, it's because of your consecration before God. Those who used to know you doing some other things, they no longer see you in those things because you have allowed God to work on you. Consecration means, God, I'm putting myself on the operating table. Do whatever you desire. Take this out, take this out, take this out, take this out. <laughs> there is no hearing God without consecration. Jesus set himself apart. So by the time he was among everybody else doing everything, he was the light of the world. You're supposed to be a light. Be consecrated. Number three. Number three. Be mindful and acknowledge God in everything you do. When you are always aware that God is with you, your awareness of God allows God to talk to you because he knows you know that he is there. Behold, I am with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. So if I walk with that awareness and that knowing that God is with me, then also it makes my faith easy to receive when God speaks to me. It means that I have tuned my network into hearing him because he's always what? With me. I don't need to scream and call him from there to come to me. He's already what? With me. Be continuously aware of the Lord. Acknowledge the Lord in all thy ways, and he shall what? He shall make your way straight. Do you know what he says? It will make, he will make your way straight. There will never be confusion. He will tell you where to go. He will tell you where to turn. <laughs> Directing your path and making your way straight is are two completely different. That's why I like King James. Meaning that there will not be wind-ups. There will be no delays. You will not go around the same mountain. But you just know, go left. Go right. I always tell you guys, when the Lord gave me the vision to do this, 
I knew exactly what I needed to do. Never was I confused about it, not for a second. I never even doubted, ah, is it going to work or not? Because he showed me exactly what needed to be done. Because before I can begin talking to people about people, God must start speaking to me about me. There are people who are quick to come and solve your problems. But how can you give what you don't have? Amen. I don't know if somebody is catching me. My ability, when God is able to work on me, then it's easy for me to work on people. I will not be biased. I will not be judgmental. I will not be all these things because I know where God took me from. And I'm no better than anybody else. So my dealing with people will be with a lot of love and a lot of what? Gentleness. The reason why we have so many judgmental people is because there are people who are still struggling with their own things and trying to force people to do things that them themselves have not done or cannot do. Number four. Have a moldable heart. Be moldable. If I called you and I told you, God said I want you to fast for seven days and pray, very few people would do it. If I said do this, I want you to go pick up that over there. Very few people will do it. Some people say, man, I just come to listen to the word. Because if you cannot be teachable, you cannot be moldable. You can never be promoted by God. To be moldable, it means that God can shape you to what he believes you should be. Being moldable means I will not be resistant when God is trying to make me taller. A moldable spirit. Because in order for you to enter into what God has for you, Jacob was still in the Jacob mi mindset. And a heap had to be moved out of him, meaning they had to move his foundation that made him to stand for him to receive a new name. So that when he got up and stood, he was Israel. He was no longer Jacob. You cannot become Israel. You cannot become what God has called you to be if you are not moldable. Because you can pray and not be moldable. You can pray seeking what you want and not what you want him to do in what you want. A moldable spirit. God loves people who are moldable. It turns him on. He will, he will do anything because very few people allow him to mold them. I don't know if somebody's catching me. Yeah. Last one. I explained something to you about hearing the voice today, the voice of God today, and I broke it down 
in frequencies. And I'm sorry I sound serious is because, you know, I can, in my spirit, it changed because this is very important to God. There is no prayer. I, I claim the mind of Christ. There's no such prayer. Waste in prayer. The only way you receive the mind of Christ, remember the mind is where the will, emotions, and thoughts of a person is. If I do not reject everything else that casts or lifts itself above the word of God, the mind of God, I cannot receive the mind of Christ because something else is already occupying in that place. If, a thought, if you allow bad thoughts to flow in you, God cannot send clean or great thoughts to you. You have to shut the bad thoughts for the voice of God to flow through your thoughts. That's how you receive the mind of Christ. That's why it says, bring every thought that lifts itself above Christ and the will of Christ. Make it subject to the will of Christ. Pull them down. You know, a stronghold, a stronghold, the Bible says, casting down all strongholds in the mind. The devil has built fortresses in some people's minds. So even if Jesus wants to come through the gate, he's not letting, he can't even climb over. <laughs> but when you start policing your thoughts, you, to hear God will become so much easier. Because he is he who makes you to will. There are certain desires you have will no longer be yours, but will be his. There are certain ideas that will come into you. They'll no longer be yours, but they will be his. There are sometimes I prophesy because not because I saw a vision, not because I, 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 I heard an audible voice. Sometimes it's just they come like random thoughts, and I know that's what God is saying. But because my spirit is so sharp, I know that it's him. But you can never know somebody if you don't engage with him in those terms. By the grace of God, next week, I will teach you how to see with your whole being. If God will allow me. Amen. Amen. Today, today all I wanted to show you was this simple thing. That you have ears everywhere. <laughs> you have eyes everywhere. Look at your neighbor. Say, you have ears everywhere. You have ears everywhere. And you have eyes everywhere. You have eyes everywhere. I want you to stand. We're going to pray.